This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. Power rankings coming up a little while. Some great guests, Ben Brown, and of course, uh, Mike Rutherford later in the show on college basketball. But let's dive into week 18, some of the games, including the scenario we laid out last week, which is certainly now, I mean, I, I would say, what word were we use? Plausible? I mean, we, we went from needing six scenarios to play out to three. We're Probable. Right. There we Probable. Go. <laughs> live. We are live. Um, what, 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 so what are the Steelers odds to make the playoffs now? Four to one, right? Somewhere in that range, four to, or five to one. From yeah. 55 yeah. to one. So, yeah, a lot has changed in a week here. Uh, it's interesting. We'll go through some of the numbers or the lines on the games. We don't have any lines yet. I haven't seen on either the Cincinnati-Baltimore game or the New England-Buffalo game. It's like it seems like we're going on as business as usual for week 18, but yet there's no lines on those teams. I wonder when those go up. Um, I see some. I see okay. some numbers. Yes, some sports books don't post anything on on uh, Buffalo, New England. The Bills are favored by seven and a half. The look ahead was nine and a half, so that was uh, it was brought down a little bit. We all know what happened there. And I believe there's Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Adam Jim is Cincinnati, uh, a seven point favorite over Baltimore. But a same situation. There are some sports sports books that decided to hold off at the moment. So both around touchdown, touched seven and a half. Right there. That is, is that surprising that Cincinnati's favored by a touchdown? Like, this is the game that everybody was targeting. This is when the division's going to be decided. Last week of the season, and now they're favored by a touchdown. I'm not surprised. It's going to be Huntley again. Lamar's not showing yeah. up. I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't mm-hmm. stepped on a football field to practice in a month. So, I, I, what would you say? Are you sure Huntley? it's Huntley, though? Are you sure it's Huntley? I think it's going to be Huntley. Okay. I mean, Lamar didn't seem close. He didn't seem like he's anywhere near playing. Like, I was yeah. watching that game Sunday. They didn't talk about it. Like, Lamar might be back next week. It was like zero thought that Lamar Jackson's going to play football this week. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not making any wagers right now. I So yesterday, um, we, and we talked about it ahead of time, there are only a couple of uh, – people in the NFL that actually spoke. And one of them was Mike Tomlin, who, who's known Hamlin since he was 12. And that was, that was compelling to listen to. That there, Not a lot of people have spoken. You, you would hear a few athletes, radio, TV, here and there, but not much. The league is going back to work today, right? And without much clarity on what the plan is, we're making this assumption business as usual. They've said nothing about that. I, I think today... It's going to be interesting to see if we can, as players and all coaches, begin to talk. Like I was watching Doug Peterson this morning, NFL Network, here and there. Like uh, the TCU head coach, he was doing interviews yesterday. It, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see like what the temperature is among players. 
because there are a lot of players in scenarios this week where their game is completely meaningless. And, you know, I don't want to overreact. I don't know what's going on in their head. I know what I would be doing. I would probably be doing some soul search. Like, what am I doing? Why, why are we being for that? That would be my thoughts. Like, why are we forced to play this game? And I wonder, like I mentioned yesterday, if there are going to be any scenarios where players are like, this is, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back on that field in a couple of days. And, you know, I guess it's a good thing for the league that there's no Thursday game. Cause I, where we are right now, could you imagine an NFL game being played tomorrow? No. No. All I keep thinking about is that, you know, there are going to be some players who do take a stand and maybe mm-hmm. more are going to join and then we're going to see, you know, something happen because I I have my, a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that like everyone's just okay with it. And like I did mention yesterday, everyone deals with stuff like this differently. So maybe it's healing for some guys to get back out there and maybe some just can't bring themselves to do it. And if those, you know, speak up, they get the players association involved and now others are joining in and, you know, it could become a big thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it could, sure. If players, I think, Joe, you're right. Today's the day we're going to start, because today's when they start preparing for the next game. Like, you, we'll hear rumblings today if players don't want to play. We, we would mm-hmm. hear that. Um, but I, I think part of the, the complicated thing is, doesn't it feel like this could take weeks for anyone to know if this guy's going to make it or not, like he could be yes. sedated. Yes. And so like, what does the league just sit around and wait? Like, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, insensitive, but what do they actually supposed to do? Right. He's in, he's in a hospital. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it'd be, it'd be much easier if there was like, okay, by tomorrow we'll know. Is he going to be okay? Is he not? And then everyone could kind of react more. And if it's going to go the wrong way, but what are they supposed to do? If it takes two or three weeks for the doctors to get him, or not help them. I don't know. There's so many without, scenarios. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, without any news, and we probably won't get any any time soon because of the severity of you know the condition that he's in and what's happened, that I really like Jason Scott's idea that instead of two weeks off before the Super Bowl, out of respect for Hamlin and his family and what the players are going through, hit the pause button on this week and just – you know, this, like, what else can they do? Because we really have no significant update. I think that makes sense. Take, take this week to, you know, get your emotions together, gather yourself. Like, this is all we can do. It might not be enough, but it's better than, like, hit the field. Like, it's go time. You know, to me, that yeah. just seems like you're rushing guys back out there. So if they did that, just logistically, don't the Bengals and Bills have to play this week? Because otherwise, there are two games behind everybody. Oh my gosh! No. Right? Am I no. right? Am I right on that? You, you but, can't but have. Right you can't have those. You can't have those two teams be the next game, can you? I. Okay, but if you pause everything this week, including Bengals Bills, the Bills and Bengals are still two games behind everybody when they resume. I don't think they're playing that game, Joe. Well, I, don't I, think I agree. They're going to. I don't yeah. think so either. If I had to guess, they're playing every game this weekend, and Bengals Bills will not happen. That's my guess on how so you say back back on schedule. This is your back guess. on schedule and Bengals Bills just it's just I don't know what you how you count it. In never books, happens. But it doesn't never happens. Never happens. Chiefs get the one seed, probably, mm-hmm. based on the results. Because then and, you go then and, you go to winning percentage. Right, and you know what this probably leads to two or three weeks from now: the Bengals and the Bills playing in a playoff game. 
against each other. Right. Right. I've heard, uh, yeah, do you do, do if they do meet, what do you do there? I've heard people throw out the idea of a a neutral because home field wasn't decided. I, you know, it depends what would happen in this next game. I don't, I don't have the answers. I, I think there are a lot of different scenarios that the league is going over right now. Maybe they know exactly what they're going to do, but I, I get the sense that they kind of want to see what ha- if they go forward with these games, they want to see what happens, and they're going they're going to be hopeful that the one seed is decided this week. It's not going to happen because Kansas City's probably going to win, but they're right. going to be hopeful that the one seed is decided. Then they don't have to play that game. Yeah, you're right. That, that that's the ultimate hope would be Kansas City loses to the Raiders, right, and the Bills win. Yes. And then we go from there. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then, uh, we'll see. And then the Bills get the one that in that scenario? Is that what happens? The Bills, yeah, the Bills would get the one. Yep. Bills win. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, let's look to what's actually on the board and what's what's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's some line movement. Let me throw one at you for guys for Saturday. I just think it's interesting. Why, mm-hmm. why, isn't, why aren't the Jaguars more a touchdown favorite? Why is that game hovering under a touchdown? Josh Jobs is going to start for the Titans. The Titans yeah, I think if it was Willis, it, it would be at least a touchdown if it was Willis. But he's a third-string quarterback is... off a one-okay start. Like it feels like Fair. the Titans. It should. I just. I'm. It's a confusing line. The way the Jaguars are playing, Titans have 22 guys on the IR. It's not a touchdown. It's just. Yeah. Am, am I being fooled by something here? Is are the are the Titans more live than I think? I think they are. I think okay. they're more live because they they were one dimensional before dealing with all these injuries. Like they had no chance. They had no chance with Malik Willis. This guy brings to brings the forward pass. Malik Willis didn't do that. Like he could at least you have a threat. You can do something. They have some receivers with ability. I I agree with the the quarterback upgrade. I know what he was before, but like I know it's one game, so I don't want to jump to too many conclusions here. There was no tape on the guy, all that stuff, and there, you know there was no expectations because you you would assume if Dobbs is a better quarterback, why did they keep going back to Willis again and again and again? Which right. you know maybe Vrabel should be criticized for. Like, what are you doing? You're just throwing away your seat completely. You have no chance to win a game with Malik Willis under center, but like now you have that threat. And I do agree that there's an upgrade. There, there is some sort of an upgrade. If it was Willis, <laughs> I'm laying it with the Jaguars 100%. But now that they can do a couple of different things offensively, and I would say that they are typically, you know, in this scenario, the better coach team, I think you could make a case for Tennessee as long as, uh, as, long as it's Dobbs. I, I was impressed with what I saw. I was not expecting that last week. Yeah, I mean, he made some good decisions. He seemed decisive. It is a small sample size, but definitely encouraging. And I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about a touchdown versus six and a half, it's not that big of a difference, right? I don't know. I mean, I I, I think you've got to look at this as an upgrade over Malik Willis, but you can't, like, overreact too much because – 
I mean, what if what if Dobbs regresses and it's like, oops, <laughs> he had a good game, but here we are. I mean, Vrabel's obviously knows what he has, so I, I guess I mean you got to trust that there's something. Maybe he just needed to see, kind of let Willis hang out to dry a little bit, and maybe he did have some faith in him and just was like, you know what? It's not coming together like I had hoped. Like we've got to turn the page here. And- and, and, and the bar was so low. I don't want to act, act like Dobbs looked like he's a top 15 quarterback too. Like he completed a little over 50% of his passes and they weren't scared to call a pass play like they were with Willis. They refused to even when they were losing games. It was run, run, run because they, they had zero confidence that he'd be able to do that. So, I mean, he threw the ball 39 times against a very good defense. So this is a much softer defense that he's going to play this coming week. And so I, I think that is, that's also part of it. I don't think there's any way you could look at it and say Dobbs is just as bad as Malik Willis. And that's why we have the move. And I understand the move. And also only one interception against a really good defense too, which I think is right. With all those attempts. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of the Cowboys, uh, they play the commanders on Sunday. Cowboys still live for the Mm -hmm. NFC East number one seed. If the Eagles slip up against the giants, we're likely playing their backups. We got word this morning uh, that the commanders are going back to Heineke, but also will play Sam Howell in this game. So obviously they're in full. We got eliminated. We're yeah, we're looking ahead here mode. With if Howell gets any time, that's all that's about is seeing if he could play or not. Five and a half is the number there. This is the toughest week of the NFL. This mm-hmm. is tough. Just talking about strictly the football. The idea of how much these lines move, how quickly they are adjusted. And then we all know that the, these are inflated lines, but you also have tough games where there's nothing to play for and you're going to QB3, QB4 much of the year to play these games. And what are they going to end up doing? It's, it is the perfect example of a bunch of games where you just got to plug your nose and bet it if, if you're going to bet it. It's hard to. Like, we, we know the spots where the lines are inflated. We know as betters, that we should not be looking at all the must-win scenarios and just taking those teams to cover. Like, these lines have moved 10 points. What is the Washington line now? That was We didn't even mention that yesterday. Okay, so it's 5.5. You know what the look-ahead was? So it's 5.5 minus who? Dallas, Dallas. right? Yeah. Look-ahead was Washington minus 4.5. It's moved 10 points. Is that all incentive? (laughs) The, 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 the Cowboys could be eliminated from the one seed in the division last week. It didn't happen. The Eagles lost. Now they're live, right? Uh, most, most, for. most of it was incentive. It was Dallas minus four yesterday, but now the Howell news, it goes even higher. Yeah. But, you know, in the second half of that game, quickly, if the Eagles are up, are the Cowboys still leaving their starters in? If they look at the scoreboard and the Eagles are up three touchdowns? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a tough one. We'll look at season-long stat leaders across the NFL next. 